0: Welcome in to the DNVR Draft Podcast, presented by Drift Car Sharing. I'm Henry Chisholm, and with me is Andre Simone. Yeah. And uh, we're here to tell you all about a whole bunch of different things, like the college football playoff, and uh, I think we're going to run through a full Broncos mock draft today. Why not? Maybe even just get things kicked off with that. Maybe just wow. jump right in. Oh wow. Okay. Okay, so before we do that though, I should tell you a little bit more about Drift car sharing. It's an incredible service. If you're using Denver International Airport or several other airports, then instead of parking your car at the airport lot where they're going to charge you like $300 a day or something, you can park your car at the Drift car sharing lot and they'll put you on a little shuttle, take you into the airport's like 5 minutes. And then rent your car out, and then give you the money. So it's free parking. If they can't rent your car, they still clean it for you. The car is insured by Allstate. Incredible deal.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Go to drivedrift.com for more information. Okay, um, Oops. let's just jump right into this mock draft. I'm really excited.
1: Oh please! I was telling this is what you do all the time. This
0: oh yes, I was telling Dre today. Like I woke up this morning. And was like, okay, scroll through Twitter, check Slack, make sure there are no notifications there, check my email, jump on the draft network, use the mock draft simulator, because you got to get your day started with like a Broncos mock draft, get like the energy going. But today it was down. And so I didn't get that out of my system then. So we're getting it out of my system right now. Awesome.
1: Okay. So. And you're officially a member of the draft squad because now people don't just at me or at AJ, they at you with their. I thought you were going to say that I had
0: landed my invite to the Senior Bowl, but I guess that's not what that was. (laughs) I will take people tweeting at me their draft thoughts as a consolation, though. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. For now, I'm going to get greedy. Okay, um, Broncos have the 11th overall pick, and there are some...
1: Thank you, Eagles, for making that happen.
0: Yes, thank you, Eagles. And also, damn it, Broncos, for not making this... Eight or nine or yeah, I mean where there was. Fall.
1: I feel like there was a lot more losing on the table that could have been had under Joe Flacco and I Brandon know. Allen.
0: Like, why are you going to lose the games you want to win and then win the games you want? Kinda where do we, of blew it. Where do we stand now? Are you cheering for wins or losses? I'm cheering
1: for Drew Lock to keep progressing.
0: Yep, me too. I'm cheering. I'm, I don't even care about the rest of it. Yeah. If they end up with the 20th pick, if they end up with the 32nd pick, I don't care. Yeah. I'm. I'm down with.
1: I mean, wins, the 30-second pick would us. be incredible. Because Drew Locke <laughs> would have a ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh,
0: how long before Drew Lock gets a ring?
1: Mm, it's the next three years are an important window. That's true, isn't it? I say by his fourth season in the NFL, his contract year. Wow. He pulls a Flacco. <laughs> Love He's it. He's like contract I mean, year that's crazy to win a thing, championship. Like
0: It can all change so fast. Yeah. Like, people want to say, like, oh, they're still probably three, maybe four or five years out. You're like, no. No. You get a couple guys in here, all of a sudden, why can't you contend if Drew Locke is actually, okay, maybe top five, top ten? Like, you have
1: the value. Five top hundred picks, 80 plus million in cap. Drew Locke. A young, cost controlled quarterback. Yeah. Like, I I mean, that's that's the the recipe for success right
0: there. That's what every team
1: is dreaming of it's almost like elway set this up perfectly like the rebuild was set up he cleared some cap he loaded up on picks he got a young quarterback and then boom and we were all like oh fire his ass immediately
0: should we also talk (laughs) just a tiny bit about drew lock i know we're trying to keep this one sure on pace but uh here actually here let's do this first um because there is an interesting option on the table for the broncos at 11 first pick joe burrow the quarterback uh, second pick to the Giants, Jeffrey Okuda, the cornerback. The Redskins, with the third pick, take Andrew Thomas, the tackle. Uh, the Dolphins take Chase Young, the edge rusher. rusher. Uh, the Lions take Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker. The Cardinals take Tristan Wirfs, the tackle. Both the big tackles, yeah. kind of gone. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. Jerry Judy goes seven to the Jags. AJ Epinesa goes eight to the Falcons. This was a lot easier to do when the Broncos had like the fifth pick. Yes, it was. through Yes, all it was. So this is like a win. This is like the hype you built. You know how like some football teams will like, They'll, they'll, like, do push-ups for, like, every touchdown, every point or something. Of course, of like, course. Like, jumping jacks. This is that. Nice. Uh, CeeDee Lamb goes <laughs> nine to the Jets. Jedrick Wills, the third tackle, a bit early for it, in Great. my opinion.
1: Major reach.
0: Goes 10th to the Chargers. Crazy how
1: three of the top tackles that went in the top ten, and that's that seems like a fairly accurate projection. It's pretty crazy, though. Right? Two of the three, though, play right tackle in college. Yeah. So not an easy transition. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, I think, will get knocked a little because of his length and the fact that maybe he Profile's better as a right tackle. True. So, True. you know, oh, boy, Penny Sewell. ah,
0: oh. uh, oh, Penny that's, Sewell. That's the next year. I know. That's the next year. I know. Hold on, Get your tackle then.
1: Those three, those t- that top three is going to be lit with Fields, Lawrence, and Sewell. And <sighs> then you have Waddle at – Alabama, seriously, like, who's like a stud, so. that. I don't know. Slowly, things true. change, but yeah. that
0: looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. That's what I'm. Saying. Maybe the Broncos should tank again.
1: Who knows? <sighs> no, it's Drew Lock. It's, it's time not to doable. win. He's too good. Time
0: to make Dre and I irrelevant. He's okay. Oh, hey, uh, hey. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. So options on the board. Let's just start by talking about Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback from Alabama. Yeah. We Broncos aren't interested in quarterback r- as of r- right now, correct? Nope.
1: nope. Why not? Nope. 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 Drew Locke has just been that good. Um, I know it's easy to overreact after two weeks, but this has been different from just uh, two kind of lucky wins as a rookie starts. He looks
0: smart. Like, when you watch him play, he looks smart.
1: Smart. Which is tough for a rookie to do. Accurate. Really, really good under pressure. Really efficient on third down. I mean, these are metrics where, you know... uh, If you're a good quarterback, you're going to stand out in those metrics. And boy, is he ever. Uh, I've just been thoroughly impressed uh, with what he's doing. The fact that he's been sacked once in two games with that (sighs) O-line. He's spreading the ball out. I mean, he's just like. He has a rookie. His his best options are a rookie tight end and a. Second-year receiver? Second-year receiver who's, who's still learning to run routes and, you know, create consistent separation. It's unbelievable what, what we've seen the last couple of weeks. He, the way his feet work
0: was a knock, but it should not be a knock. Like, just watching the way that, like, like even that, that, I think it was the touchdown pass to Noah Fant. Um, mm-hmm. the one that yeah, on first look you like squeezes huh. it on a tight, t- t- window. Maybe yeah, a little t- bit t- risky there, but first of all, he's smart. He realizes that the defender's head is turned. There's mm-hmm. no chance that he's going to be able to turn his head back to find the ball. Worst right, case scenario, right. hit him in the back of the helmet. Sure, but he, he fits it in there. Gives no fan a chance. No fan takes advantage. But also like Drew Lock is using his eyes to manipulate that safety. Keep keep the middle of the field open for that play, and then he almost like over opens his feet.
1: I like mean, when he throws work the ball. has been raw it's all been like backloaded, awkward oh, yeah. platforms like he's not stepping into his throws and engaging his hips it's all just like raw arm strength whip. and he's like pinpoint accurate that's and how that tim patrick throw 37 yards down the yeah. left sideline he's getting hit as he releases it and he puts it perfectly he's not stepping into that throw and you know, yes, he needs to clean up his footwork. That was always a problem. But to be able to overcome footwork and do it because it's you don't tool. have great. Right. it's a, It shows how incredibly raw talent, talented he yeah. is. That's not a thing. But. And,
0: and, like, to get to specific on that fan throw, he opens his feet like he's throwing the ball to the pylon. And it holds the safety even more. Pretty like, tough. the safety's like, whoa, look, he's lined up way over there. And he just flings it kind of. It's insane. He's he's the quarterback. No. Tua Tagovailoa cleans up no that reason. footwork
1: a little bit. I mean, the yeah. sky's the and, limit. And, it's and then crazy
0: f- revert back to this whenever you need to. Yeah, like, exactly. Like right
1: in Duh. in case of emergency, that's the like lever you pull on the bus or the plane. Seriously, but but also just if if there's an eighty percent chance you're going to be able
0: to make the easy throw right, with bad it. footwork, then make it ninety percent by using good
1: footwork. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep. Um. Okay. So we're out on Tua some other of Sorry the top Love options. You, also Justin Herbert from Oregon think yeah. about that no back up you know yeah. maybe i don't know
1: uh Derek brown third string like practice squatter. if he goes undrafted yeah maybe I'm, i i may kind of yeah okay <laughs> um okay best options available i might like brett Ripon more than him though so oh
0: boy <laughs> yeah. what about brandon allen
1: oh uh, no no joe Falco. i like herbert better than both flacco and allen okay well, that Not maybe though. Uh,
0: Regular human, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um Derek Brown is available. Defensive lineman from Auburn. Put him at nose tackle, maybe in these pass wrestling situations. He, situation? could, he like, could
1: do that. He's he's a big dude. He's athletic. Quick thing. Nickel formations for the Broncos was seeing some people arguing about this on Twitter about Todd Davis. And I thought they were missing the point. We'll we'll raise your levels in post, don't you worry. Okay. Um <laughs> They were talking about, well, you don't really need Todd Davis. He's just a two-down backer. Yes, on paper, he is a two-down backer. He has not been for them. What the Broncos are doing when they go to a nickel formation, they're leaving both their starting linebackers on the field. They're taking that D-lineman nose tackle off the field. And it's basically looking like a four-man front with your two outside linebackers, Atachu, Von Miller, Malik Reed, Hollins, what have you, Shelby, Wolf whatever D tackles you use inside but just two true down linemen and then Will Parks has basically been playing that nickel linebacker spot that's what they're doing so those linebackers are staying on the field it's the nose tackle that's being taken off Derek Brown you could use as a nose tackle in base and then you you make him just a regular D tackle in those four-man fronts he could be quite disruptive And what exactly is his value? So I I know a lot of people have been
0: talking about him just because he is such a highly rated prospect. Do do you see him more as a pass rusher, as a run stuffer? What could he bring to the Broncos that they don't have?
1: He is supremely athletic for that size. Is going to be an absolute gap stuffer. And command double teams. Six foot five, 318 pounds. And incredibly athletic. I mean, if you don't know the kid very well, I urge you to go see some clips of him and see, like, I think it was against Georgia where he's, like, late. He's subbed onto the field. They hit a quick screen. And he just, like, flies out to the sideline and blows this guy up in space. But this is a like 330-pounder doing that. Yeah. On top of that, though, he's so athletic and powerful and big. He commands double teams up the middle. That's what you want. That's especially valuable when you have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb outside. Yep. Because just, I mean, let's think about the math for a second. You're rushing four. They're blocking with five. If Derrick Brown is taking up two of those five, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, just have to be one-on-one blocks, they can do that in their sleep. Or you double Vaughn and leave him open in the middle, which, again, not a recipe for success. He's closer to the quarterback. He's so close to the quarterback. And so big and long, he's going to impact that throw much more. Or another counter offenses could have is, okay, we add a six blocker, whether it's a jumbo package where you have an eligible blocker, in or a tight end. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to make it a lot easier to cover you on the backside, and you can add a blitzer there. Yep. So, you know, it's just the math in the trenches gets really switched up in the Broncos' favor if you add someone like Derek Brown there. Okay,
0: um, let's move on from Derek Brown to Grant Delpit, the safety from LSU. Probably not a need.
1: No, probably not a need, though, again, they will have to sign Simmons and Parks, who I think has become... Uh, has shown himself to be a much more valuable piece to this uh, fanjo defensive puzzle. He plays a role. The last couple weeks. Right. Um, I think they finally figured out like, we're better off using Parks in the nickel than forcing Devontae Harris on the field for 40 snaps a game or Duke Dawson. Um, and and the nickel safety role is something that's kind of caught on in college
0: football. Mm-hmm. You you see a lot of that where, you know, they they have different names for it. Some sometimes the star is kind of what the Buffs have, what Georgia has, what Alabama has and that's kind of that hybrid player. So so you want somebody who can cover but can also play the run. And so by throwing a safety out there, all of a sudden it's a little bit tougher to run. Yeah. It's a little bit better blitzer. You know, it's it's that kind of stuff that he can bring. Right. And maybe he gets exposed when he has to go one-on-one with Julian Edelman. But that type of situation is rare, right. especially in his own defense.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Parks did a good job. Like, Kiki Kuti is not, like, slow. True. But he's following. He's. I mean, you know how soccer games they track how much each player's run. I wish they had that stat of Parks from the last game because I swear between pre-snap where they're putting Kuti in motion and then once the snap evolves and he's following Kuti around the formation on these crossers, Will Parks ran a ton and yeah, he did a great job. Um, but that's besides the point. They. In a sense, the Broncos do value that position a little more. That's what guy why guys like Bryce Callahan and Kareem Jackson were picked up in yep. free agency because they can do that. I just don't think Delpit really fits. Like no. if Callahan's healthy and you have Jackson, so then he'd become like your strong safety to replace Jackson and allow Jackson to play more corner. Or even try to fit him in as like a
0: true nickel linebacker. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden it's like a dime look right.
1: when you try to include him, and I just don't know that that's... And the knock on Delpit, sadly, this season, has been that he's not a great tackler. So he doesn't really fit that role, and he doesn't fit what Vic Fangio wants out of his defenders anyway. So. Okay,
0: so Delpit's out. Yeah, um, Let's move on to Christian Fulton, the cornerback from LSU, because cornerback, that's a potential l- yes. spot that the Broncos could try to fill. Yes, Again, uh, so we're let's talk about this first so we talked about how the safety could fit that nickel corner role um Mm -hmm. because then all of a sudden you only need the two corners if you bring in a guy like fulton assuming the broncos give a contract to some cornerback whether it's chris harris whether it's somebody else they'll they'll have bryce calham back he'd be the third corner so the question is would you rather have three corners on the field in this defense or the two corners and the safety
1: like they have with will parks which fit do you like better It kind of depends on what team you're playing. I know that's a cop-out. Yeah, Um, it is. You know, I think against a guy like Deshaun Watson, who you're worried about him running and stuff, having that bigger nickel defender is nice. It is. When you're facing a team that's going to spread you out and has the Julian Edelmans of the world, like KC next week, it'll be really interesting to see how they counter their three-receiver looks. Um, a, A corner might be better. You think so? Um, So that's why you really just want a guy who's well-rounded, who can cover, he can run, but he can be physical and fly downhill and do that. And I'm not... Fulton isn't that either. Um, If I was to go corner here, I would go Trayvon Diggs. Now, if they do sign Chris Harris Jr. and you assume Callahan's back healthy, you like what you've seen from Mm Yadam. You like what you've seen from Bosby. What about Devontae Harris? Devontae Harris, not bad. Factor in. Duke Dawson, not bad. All of a sudden, it's like, man... (laughs) I kind of like our young cornerbacks in this scheme added to Chris Harris. Now, if Chris Harris is gone, that changes the
0: equation. Mm-hmm. And, and I still think that even if Chris Harris is gone, they're going to need to pick somebody up, right? Yes. Like yes. at some point in free agency, yes. they will grab a cornerback.
1: Yeah. But it's going to be, you know, the corners they want are more zone, physical, good tackling corners, not guys you necessarily need to use a premium pick who have length and speed. Yep. Those those are traits you pay a premium pi- a premium price for, yep. Being physical, and what have you, Richard not Sherman, so much.
0: or Josh Norman kind of fits that. Well, Richard Sherman's probably the prime example of who you're after.
1: Sherman, yep. Uh, Sherman's gonna be a cover three press guy, yep. Length, but not elite speed, yep. Norman, cover two guy, where he's playing that zone Short, right at yeah. the sideline. Good instincts. Everything's in front of him, not turning and running too much. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Um. We should also talk about the receiver options here because I think that's probably the other place that the I Broncos think could look. That might be where the best value lies. Henry Ruggs III from Alabama's mm. there. T. Higgins, mm. the receiver from Clemson's
1: there. Uh, Lavisca no. Chenault from Colorado also ah, in that conversation. I'm, I'm very intrigued by Ruggs, and Visca. I assume we won't take this long on every pick. No, we won't. Um, I, I mean, I know it's my my doing. You know, waxing poetic about every single prospect and how they'd fit the Broncos. I think that's what people want. Hey, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think I would be torn. From the three guys, I'd be torn between would be Rugs, Visca, and um, and Derek Brown. With okay. Derek Brown I, I th- being I agree. incredibly intriguing in this defense, but I think you have to make adding offensive talent a priority.
0: <sighs> Derek I Brown, mean, though.
1: I know. It's, oh, it's I hard. Know. This I is know. a really hard decision. Yes. Yes, it is. And
0: it almost feels like the Derek Brown thing is similar to the Bradley Chubb situation where the Broncos had the deal lined up with the Bills, and they were going mm. to trade down, whatever, five for 12 and yep. 18. Yep. But in none of the mock drafts they had done, had Bradley Chubb fall into number five. And when he was available, how do you not take him? Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with Derek Brown, even Feels though Henry similar. Ruggs just adds the speed threat that you could pair with Cortland Sutton. Oh, I and, know.
1: Ugh. But and the receiver Chenault? class, we know we will get to day two of the draft on this in just a second. And we'll say like, man, we're kind of kicking ourselves for not taking Brown. Cause there's so much value at receiver yep. right here.
0: I think so. Okay. Now,
1: if the tiebreaker is my big board, Brown is the highest ranked of those three. Eighth, eighth on my board. Okay. Where Ruggs are the others? is other 11th. Visca is 15. Pending physical information. Again.
0: And I think that Visca has a good chance of rising through all the combine workouts just because of the testing. But, yep. again, we don't have that information just like the teams don't. And that's why he is where he is. Right. Yep. Pull the trigger on Derek Brown. Let's do it. There we go. It's loading. People are making draft picks. All right. Henry Ruggs went to uh, the Raiders with the 14th pick. I really hate that. Nice. And uh, LaVisca Chenault fell to the Packers at 27. Mm. Now, uh, I think we're probably on the same page here. I don't know. Maybe there's some question marks. A uh, top available, C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Paulson Adebo, another corner- cornerback from Stanford. Um Yeah. K.J. Hamler, a guy that we are both in love with, is mm-hmm. on the board, mm-hmm. receiver from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Lucas Nyang, the tackle from TCU. Prince Go, is uh there from Auburn, another tackle. Is there anybody else that's really standing out to you? Because to me, I think the question here is, do you go tackle in Nyang or Go? Oh, my goodness. And
1: or K.J. Hamler? Austin Jackson is gone already.
0: Uh yes, Austin Jackson is gone already.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's a bummer.
0: Went two picks <sighs> in
1: front of the Broncos. What are the my Jets. other receiver options aside from Hamler?
0: Uh, Hamler's there. Uh, Devonte Smith, speed threat from Bama, oh, oh. is
1: there? Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. Yeah, those intriguing. are probably the big three. Crazy enough, I might be higher on Devontae Smith than he's, I am on Hamlin. He's Hamler.
0: rising up my board. I don't have like he's a incredible. physical board, but he is just so freakishly athletic that you could just see him being a monster. Um and I I agree it's tough to pass him up as well. Um counting out the tackles then?
1: Well, do we have Josh? What are my best available tackles? Uh they I, are I know those two, but who else is down the list? Yang, uh, Wanogo, uh Josh Jones from Houston. See, Josh Jones would intrigue me, but how this board is falling, I think we could wait and get him in the third. Or Alaric ja- Jackson from
0: Iowa or Calvin Throckmorton from Oregon would also be right around
1: the yeah, third. Throckmorton's like <laughs> just a guard to me is the problem. Okay. Trey Adams. We'll wait. We'll get Trey Adams or something. Yeah, Let's, yeah I think Devontae I think so too. Let's do it. Boom! There we so go. there you go. We're not kicking ourselves for passing on receiver. Nope. Hey, if you watched Alabama, you could convince me that Smith is the better prospect to Rugs.
0: Yeah, I think that that's definitely fair. You know,
1: we're just enamored with the tools that Ruggs possesses, but Devontae Smith has been like their go-to guy.
0: Before we move on, before we move on, uh, what exactly about Devonte Smith makes you excited to have him on the Broncos?
1: He's uh, he's all twitched up. He's physical. Doesn't back down from the challenge. Um, he feels like he's longer than he is just feel like he checks off a lot of boxes he's maybe not elite and doesn't have those like super duper sexy traits but he's a guy where all his traits put together make him a really like efficient kind of dynamic playmaker and in Bama's offense he's kind of a go-to guy on key downs and what have you yeah and and so, who who would be your NFL comparison for him? That's a great question. You'd want someone a little smaller, but well-equipped to beat press. I'll have to circle back to that. Okay. One. That's a good question. Think
0: about Henry Ruggs, too. I think that that
1: could also be interesting. Well, Ruggs, I think you're thinking a little Deshaun Jacksony. Yep. You're thinking Antonio Brown who tests better without the, you know, head case problems. Hopefully. Right? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's where you're at because he's not just fast. I think lots of people want to say, oh, he's a one-trick pony. He's just fast. No, that dude is supremely quick as well. Hmm. You you round out his route tree a little more, he's going to be really hard to 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 keep covered.
0: Okay. Let's move on um, to pick number 75.
1: Boy, uh, we gotta go O line here. Yeah, I think I think you have like to. The pressure is on.
0: Uh, so the top of the board is still Brandon Ayuk, a guy who I think we both really like, a receiver out of Arizona State. Um, you have uh, Nitain Moody, Moody from uh, Fresno State Fresno interior State. offensive lineman, yeah. and then Alaric Jackson from Iowa and Calvin Throckmorton from Oregon. Oh, man, uh, Trey Adams from Washington. Those are probably your top three tackles left.
1: We probably go Trey Adams. Okay, so then the other
0: game here is that this is an area where the Broncos have a bunch of picks. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're going right. to have four of the next 40-ish, right yeah. around there.
1: So probably with that pick we took Devontae Smith, you're looking at the bottom of the first and figuring out when do we jump, make a little trade-up, use one of those extra thirds to get our guy Austin Jackson. Yeah. For example.
0: Yeah, I think that that could definitely be a possibility. Um, especially because when I look at the receivers, you need guys who can play right away. I, I, I uh, There are some late-round prospects I like, and uh-huh. I think that you have to draft two receivers. Yeah. But I also think that you want guys who can get up there quickly. And I think you have that probably with Devontae Smith. Yes. But the difference between taking a receiver right here and taking one a round from now, two rounds from now, could be the difference between having a guy who makes a real impact in year one. And
1: yeah, yeah. I think
0: that that's part of my thinking. When you have a guy like Brandon Ayuk who's falling and you know that you're kind of reaching for these tackles, not like a big reach, yeah. but but there are a few available, Right, you might be able to take the value picket receiver and hope that in 10 picks when the Broncos are back on the clock that one of those guys is still there. But I that's a gamble.
1: That. I feel that. You're leaning towards Ayuk, aren't you? I think so. Let's do it. Let's do we're it. We're waiting out Trey Adams. There we go. Now, that was our first third-round pick, of course. Yep.
0: Yeah. 75. Ayuk,
1: meteoric rise. I feel like we haven't talked about him nearly enough this season. No. Frankly. And now, now we're to 86. But a guy with size and speed. I mean, you know, not overwhelming size, but he's above 6 feet in, like, really great speed. He uh, he's incredibly fast. And he's, he's been coached up by like you know, lots of really good NFL coaches. Seriously. Marvin Seriously. Lewis and Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards and that whole staff they have out there. It's pretty I know you're a big Herm fan because Love Herm's that. a big fan of yours. He's very kind to me and I appreciate that. Well, oh, he is. He didn't have to be. Yep. What a nice man. Certainly kinder than anyone
0: here at the company that works with you. Huh? Very true. <laughs> Very, very true. Um, okay, so that was pick 75. We are nice. now at pick 86. Trey uh-huh. Adams is still on the board. Hey, let's, let's pull the let's trigger. Let's stop messing around.
1: There we go. Look at that. It all just worked out perfectly. We should say for people who have just started listening or aren't too familiar, Trey Adams seen for years now as a top-left tackle prospect, missed almost the entirety of last season, Uh, Due to injuries, has been back this year playing well but not looking elite. Um, He's got the size. At points, he's shown the athleticism. Needs to refine some things. I do have some questions in pass protection. But he's the kind of guy who has the tools you would like to put in uh, Munchak's hands to try and develop. Now, this is another guy who needs to be cleared by the medical staff.
0: Yep. Yep, for sure. Before you pull the trigger. So now we're past the halfway point of this little run where the Broncos have picked 75 86 96 and then 107 so all these are spaced about 10 picks apart and it really does make this more of a strategic game than just picking your favorites trying to figure out who's going to fall so I think Dre's really smiling he likes the options here
1: um I mean for a second I looked at the list I thought you were you can sort the list by just position. For mm-hmm. a second, I thought this was just the wide receiver list. Oh, no. They're, the, the four That's top prospects available this are receivers.
0: Uh, Gabriel Davis from UCF. K.J. Hill from Ohio State. A guy who I like. But, again, I you do think, think that there's... You
1: know who I'm coming around to is Davis, who lit up Paulson Adibo when they played earlier in the year. Yeah? And yeah. He's got yeah. size, too, man. That's Ugh. fair. So, so where Shoot, do you see... we took a U call. I know, yeah. I know, I
0: know. Oh, and see, that's the thing. Damn. Is where do you see this cutoff with receivers? Where where do you s- feel like a difference between like, okay, a guy who you get in the third round is going to be different than the guy you get in the fourth round. Like, that's a guy who you feel more confident
1: in. I think by round five, you'll be like, oh man, my top 20 guys who I really projected as starters are gone. Okay. So but that's now a ways I'm looking down looking at more, you know, lottery ticket type guys.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another position that Dre and I have agreed that the Broncos need to address is running back. And I know that there are some yep. people out there that don't feel exactly that way because, you know, Phil Lindsay and also Royce Freeman. But I'm of the belief that you should be taking a running back in the mid-rounds every other year just because you need somebody to rotate Great in strategy. because that's just the way it works. Yep. You play two, three running backs, guys get hurt, guys fall off suddenly, and... You, they're cheaper. You don't want to have to pay. Just keep keep that rotation going. If you find a guy like Phil, and hopefully Phil's a Bronco for 15 years and plays Absolutely. well, you're going to need a whole bunch of number twos throughout his career. Um, and a couple of those guys who are available, Najee Harris, running back from Alabama. I
1: keep thinking the draft process will just vault his stock up.
0: He just doesn't have like that... Breakaway speed. He doesn't have that last gear where it's like man. he gets to through the second level and he's gone. I, and I worry after watching Royce Freeman run a
1: low four five. Though. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: Okay. Having like four net speed.
0: Eno Benjamin from Arizona State. Oh, another option. Another, stud. another another stud. Keyshawn Vaughn, running back from Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's had and a guy who I've started to really like, Anthony McFarland. Oh man, he's. <gasps> Best. Could you McFarlane's imagine him with Phil? Actually, Bill? awesome. He's he's sick to watch Nick with the Farland's I'm down with awesome. the Dreads too. Like he isn't a big guy, but he's has the look of somebody who is like, oh boy, he could just take he's that to the great, house whenever. I great. really like him. He's great. And so those are a few of the options there. We don't really want a receiver at this point. There are a couple more tackles. I think. You, I mean, you can't draft too many offensive linemen this no, year.
1: No, Samuel Cosme, I would look at the Texas left tackle.
0: Yep, and then Mackay Becton from Louisville. Another option. Some,
1: some people really like him. You know, raw talent. I don't know if he fits this zone scheme so much.
0: And also Troy Dye, the linebacker from Oregon, who we're both oh. very high on, is available right here. I might have to pull the trigger on Die then. And and my thinking, again, similar to what we were doing at the beginning of these first four picks, is that I like three of these four running backs a mm-hmm. lot. One but, of them is going to be available right. in 10 or 11 picks right. when the Broncos finish off the section of the draft. Troy Die. He might be gone. Yeah. Should we do it? Let's talk about Troy Die. Oregon's inside. Oh. Let's talk about him
1: on the other side of this. Oh, good idea because we went long. Reader breaker. Um, whatever we're doing.
0: So I'm going to start by saying that I'm enjoying an incredible Colorado core from Brackenridge Brewery. Is that here. what we're talking about? Uh, well, oh, actually, oh. yes. Actually, Thursday Boom. is Colorado Boom. core. Boom. Boom. This was not planned. I was having a tough time deciding, but I already grabbed it before I realized I'm going to the Nuggets game tonight and that there was a VPJ, which I learned was the nickname for the Vanilla Porter Junior available. Oh, yes. So, Very uh, good. I went with the Colorado Court and I have to say incredible beer. Yeah. You know, th- there are a lot It's great. I'm not typically like an afternoon drinker, especially in the winter. It's more of like an at night, like after dinner, is when you like. Unless it's Saturdays and you're at an FBS playoff game, right? Oh, FCS, but yes. Oh, I I wish I. Could you imagine an FBS playoff game, though? How incredible would that be, Dre? Want to go down this road? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but this is just like the perfect kind of afternoon beer because it isn't super like heavy or anything. It tastes like apple juice, but also is an incredible beer. Yep. Uh, it's like mixing cider with champagne with beer. And I know that That's when a great I say description. that, except that that sounds kind of terrible if you were just to get a glass and pour the three things in. Well, sure. But, but it
1: really does have, the I think, the best elements of all those. You can find whichever things. flavor you want. If I told
0: you this is champagne, you'd be like, oh, a little bit heavy, but also very good. I don't really know much about champagne, but you nodded, so I feel like... Champ. Okay, I killed that. Uh also the also the cider you'd be like, "Oh, yes, it's a little sour for a cider." Yep. But yep. also very good. Definitely cider. And then you'd get like a little bit buzzed off of it and so maybe you'd be like, "Yeah, is this I, it could be like a hard cider, I guess."
1: Yeah. Well, I there mean,
0: we go. It, I think that was assumed.
1: It is Ron Ridge Street Brewery, Street <laughs> so no. they do make um, uh, alcoholic beverages for those of you who didn't know.
0: Also, it's a beer. They're a sponsor uh, of ours. That's yeah. the easy. Part. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's okay. That's exactly right. Colorado Core is incredible, just like everything that Breckenridge Brewery does. Yeah, but definitely um, check it out. I mean, how many
1: days are left in fall? You I feel like the Colorado course. Is it really December 21st?
0: Is that the I mean, it was solstice? Was that that what that's a redundant question. Yes. Yes. Oh, it I, it's December not pre- impressive <laughs> that I know that. <laughs> no, I was very happy. T- <laughs> I I don't know. I've always thought that that should be changed. You know how like we change the time just kind of, like, arbitrarily by an hour because oh, of when it gets dark. It. With kids, it is oh, torture to do that. Well, imagine, like, it's I... It's torture. Imagine being me, being a kid. It's mm-hmm. terrible.
1: It's terrible. Like, all of a sudden, the... Uh, you guys can't see me, but I am shaking my head.
0: Yes, he yeah. is. <laughs> Not good. And in a nice DNVR hat, I should add. Oh, I think. Might you. be able to pick one of those up at the... Uh,
1: DNVRlocker.com. Could you uh, also find that shirt there? We only have... Yeah, I I don't know, like... After the Avs' great game against the Flyers, you were there. I was there. Miko Rantanen was amazing, as he uh, always is. I was wearing
0: my DNVR hat, Very and nice. Miko Rantanen had two goals and was sitting on two goals for quite a while. I was like, okay, I would love to throw this hat, but well, also I got it. out of the don't shower and put it on, no. so my hair was all stuck do down.
1: Ooh, I, I would have thrown it. But sure. anyways, I feel so sorry for anyone who's not wearing a Big Moose uh, shirt today. And He deserves your respect. By the way, you could also just purchase a Big Moose sticker pack. Or an Avalanche sticker pack and get the Big Moose sticker too. Also found there. So anyways, lots lots to do. So many options.
0: Become a member. You'll be happy. You get to read our words instead of just hearing our words. Um, That was Breckenridge Brewery and also us. I also want to tell you about Total Beverage, my favorite place to buy breckenridge beers because it's really cheap um especially if you use our code you can get 30 percent off uh your purchase of 75 dollars or more with the code dnvr 2019 they Booyah. deliver you can go pick it up too you can order through the app and they'll just have it waiting for you in a shopping cart maybe it's only in a shopping cart if you buy like a whole bunch like i do maybe there's a mm. different way they do it but they usually just fill up a whole shopping cart for me which is pretty cool um Great place, already low prices, thirty percent off with the code DNVR2019. Uh, just so many different options, anything you could want, they have. Locations in Westminster and Thornton. Use them, because if you if you support us, then you are like them, and so you should also be supporting yep. them. Here, here. We just want to make this one big love triangle. Exactly. Nobody's exactly. left out like Aww. typically happens in those. Back to the draft, yes. Okay, let's get back to the draft. Um, I feel like we decided the most probably Troy Die. Yes. Uh, we didn't really talk much about him other than to say that we love him. He's a big linebacker, but he's also very athletic. Uh, leader of Oregon's defense and actually a second team All Pac-12 selection, I believe. Crazy. Uh,
1: behind. that dude was intercepting passes with a cast on his hand. Yeah, seriously. We talk about that. Uh, g- you go ahead while I make That's sure I was stupid. Right. And I think he'd just be a perfect linebacker to pair next to Todd Davis. I think, in a lot of ways, he'd complement um, Alexander Johnson, like like Davis has with his IQ and ability to, you know, fill running lanes and and be a solid run defender, but also has more of that sideline to sideline mobility, um, and you know just. The traits you want, that a little more range and coverage to drop back and get stuff done. So, yeah, I think he'd be perfect for this defense, perfect for to complement next Alexander Johnson and keep playing the kind of D they've played this year. Only you add Callahan, you add Derek Brown, you add uh, Bradley Chubb. And, boy, that's scary. Just saying that. Troy Dye is a big yeah. linebacker too. I think people forget that usually those
0: inside linebackers are six foot, six foot one. He's like been he moving so well. Like barely I assume six he's smaller. Yeah, he's six four, 225 Wow! Imagine that, six foot four next to what's Alexander Johnson, six foot five.
1: He's uh, he's up there, and I mean then you know that that frame can be filled out too. You want to add an extra ten pounds. To for put sure. him at 235, you can do that easily.
0: I do want to add that for some reason, Troy Dye was dropped to the second team All-Pac-12 defense by the Pac-12 coaches behind Nate Landman of Colorado, who was a first-team All-Pac-12 selection.
1: Zipping my lips and throwing away the keys. <laughs> That's fair. Um,
0: You know, he came on late, Nate did, but... No, he did. Were, and, I were, mean, Alexander Johnson has shown
1: us the value of linebackers like that, right? Very they aren't much completely so. done. Very much so, but if I and can't also get the
0: tackle numbers for Nate Landman were insane.
1: Yeah. Well, now if we want a tackling machine, I've got an <laughs> option in the later rounds. For oh yes, yeah? Huh? I yeah. think we'll get there. He might be a he might be a Grizz if you know oh. what I mean. Oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. Let's just pull
0: the trigger on Troy Die and move along. You down? Yes. There we go. Oh, and I clicked too hard and it searched instead. There we go. Okay, we're progressing. Ten more picks to the Broncos pick at 107. Yes. Some bad news, though. Uh Uh-oh. Najee Harris is gone. So I think that that was probably the top running back on our board at this point, as much as we do like Eno Benjamin and uh, Anthony McFarland. And Vaughn. Yes, and Keyshawn Vaughn as well Mm -hmm. from Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. But it's almost more fun that he left because now we have to make a decision between the guys. that We probably thought we were like a half step behind. I will say this. I am falling in love with Anthony McFarland same. He's so fast. If you pair him with Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. um how big is McFarland? Look that up. Okay. Uh he yeah, is great pairing with Lindsay. He's 5'9, 198. But mm-hmm. if you play mm-hmm. the two of them, Smaller. you yep. could put the two of them in the same backfield, but they both run Whoa, pretty look,
1: mean, I mean, pretty physically. We are running that that Shanahan offense. Yeah, there are a lot of smaller guys in that offense than Matt Breed does. Uh, they have a few guys right around that 200-pound range. Um, and, yeah. I, I I think that you add a big play threat to the offense. That's what you need. I think that's more exciting. As your third running back, Freeman's still under contract. Exactly. He can still be your power back. And that's back. the key Ooh. to the
0: whole thing is that you still have Royce Freeman whenever you need a true power back. This is why you want to keep two or three in the rotation. And that was the plan this year. They were supposed to have uh the oh I'm blanking on, Theo Riddick from from the Lions
1: as their pass catching back, kind yep. of playing an Anthony McFarlane type role. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, a more uh a more proven route right True. But true. You you can develop that. You can. Um also you have Eno Benjamin. Um, I know who really feels like that power back that you'd
0: want. He does. And again, still pretty fast. It's not like he's i mean, only 5'10", 205. He's not a massive guy, but like those other two, he runs physically, but he yeah. does have a little bit more size to him.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think you could go wrong with either, frankly.
0: Let's pull the trigger, trigger on Anthony McFarland just yeah. because we haven't spent as much time on him. He's just so
1: fun. Why he, not? I, he,
0: I, I really like his game.
1: Benjamin's 201, too, so he feels more powerful than he actually is. Um, sadly, neither has been given a ton of touches as a receiver in their college career. I guess finally, Benjamin has been utilized more in the passing game, 42 receptions this year. Um, so that could sway you a little bit, but I'm all in on McFarland.
0: Okay. I like it. I think
1: similar to Harris, he's going to rise up because that speed is just so impressive. All right, so we have arrived. Actually, only
0: 21 picks later in the fifth round with pick number 128. Mm -hmm. Some interesting options here. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. would be a value pick here. A safety from Minnesota, a guy who I really like, a guy who I think fits that kind of tweener zone in general player. Yes, he does. He He could be Will Parks. Oh Imagine boy. him in that role.
1: Oh boy, I like that a lot. I really like that. Man, I thought he was the best safety in the country. I think all American voters were uh, would agree with me.
0: Yeah, and you know the knock on him is that he's a little bit undersized, five ten, one ninety five. It's uh he he also isn't like a super crazy athlete. Uh, the son of Antoine Winfield, who you guys probably remember, right. but uh fits in that role. You don't need a blazer playing that slot type Mm -hmm. of job and if he turns out to be somebody who can replicate the production that he had in college in the nfl then all of a sudden he's just a a big win at the very least though he seems like somebody who should be able to fill that will parks role um a couple more guys worth talking about i think the other options here cole van lanen the tackle from wisconsin yeah yeah walker little the tackle from Stanford who was not supposed to be available in the 5th round before the season had some injuries some other things happened he might be a value pick um that's really a value pick i i think it is he fell because of injuries uh similar to the way that Jake Butt did and you could pick him up in the 5th round the same way that Jake Butt did again Jake Butt maybe didn't pan out could get luckier this time another guy who i do want to talk a little bit about is Shaheem Carter the safety from Alabama, mm. who plays the star in that defense, um, could also play that role with the Broncos, assuming they do want to go a little bit Let's heavier in that slot What's on with that job.
1: Utah safety, Blackman?
0: He's also available. That was going to be the last one I, mean, I bring if up. If we
1: want to go with a star-specific athlete, that's who I'd target. Yeah, yeah I think that that's a good pick,
0: too. Um, also, I don't think that Davion Taylor is even on here yet. But uh, mm. he's another guy with a late round pick that you could be tempted in, uh, tempted by, uh, could also be tempted in uh, undrafted free agency. Uh, right,
1: right, right. Yeah, Davion Taylor. Yeah. I mean, with their Colorado connection. Yep. But we assume after the Senior Bowl and Combine, which he probably gets invited to, he runs really fast because that's his appeal. He probably goes a little higher. Probably. And we did address linebacker with Troy Dye. We did. Um So I don't know. Blackman's not bad. Little, you said? Little's still there. And also Antoine Winfield Jr.
0: I really like all of these options.
1: I guess Winfield would be my highest rated guy, though. Maybe Blackman's a better fit in that, like, star nickel role. He might be. Let's do it. Blackman? Yeah. Let's
0: pull the trigger. Uh, I really like his game. He actually got hurt in that... uh, champ Pac twelve championship game. Yeah. Which was really disappointing and I think was a, a, a real problem yeah, that was a for that Utah team. And it's like it's not like they were in a great position before that, but no. at the same time they that kind of stalled any chance at a comeback, which is weird to say about a defensive player, but when you have a hole in a defense that good, it becomes a problem.
1: Yeah, totally. Especially a guy who you trust so much to, you know, come downhill and affect the run and the short passing game on top of being that, you know, that guy who can cover a little deeper and what have you.
0: Okay. Uh, here we are now at pick one sixty-two in the sixth round, the second to last pick for the Broncos. This is where things get tough. Okay. Um, because these aren't guys who you necessarily need. They aren't great fits for your team. Um, They probably aren't going to play yet anyway. Uh, You could take a chance on an offensive lineman just because that is your position of need. Uh, Matthew Pert from UConn, Ezra Cleveland, the tackle from Boise State, are available. Uh, You could go inside with uh, Missouri's Yassir Durant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, cornerback, also an option. I think that there's a good chance that this pick gets packaged somewhere um in an attempt to move up in the draft maybe maybe there's a guy that the Broncos are targeting here who we just haven't seen I do think that this is a spot where uh actually do you want to say what I'm really excited
1: for you to say Benzo Mims? No. Oh. What well, were you going to lay on me? Need another linebacker? Oh, if you thought that's a you're need. Dante Olson
0: right here, huh? I think it could be around that spot. Dante Olson, uh named a finalist for the Buchanan Award, an inside linebacker, very athletic. Uh, that's the National Defensive Player of the Year award in FCS football. He came in second last year. Um, I think there's a good chance he does better than that this year. The top three year named finalist. He will be on draft board soon, but yeah, he goes to Montana. Time. Right. He's a monster. Uh, I think that Evan Weaver probably still available. Evan Weaver definitely probably still available. Um, another guy who received
1: first-team All-Pac 12 ahead of Troy Dye. Yep. yep. Um Yeah, though, I mean, with Troy Dye, eh, do you really need a linebacker? Probably not. And so that's where. Cornerback or interior offensive line is probably the best. Now, of course, there's still a ton of talent of wide receiver, and Denzel Mims is staring me in the face.
0: Uh, It's hard to say no. Hard to pass on. If you were to pull the trigger on Denzel Mims, what does your receiver room look like? So you have Cortland Sutton at the top. Yep. In this universe, you also have uh, the second round pick, Devontae Devontae Smith. Smith. And then Brandon you picked up Brandon Ayuk, who's probably hopefully mm-hmm. your third. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick at four. Yeah.
1: Juwan Winfrey.
0: Juwan Winfrey, Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun. Uh is that Deontay Spencer. Yeah. Who's we a guy who they figured Spencer. out how to use at least a yeah, little kinda.
1: bit. Oof. Yeah, the, that's a lot of options. Um Finally. Yeah, truly. It's been a while. Well, I mean uh, to credit years. to us for adding, you know, <laughs> hey, good the job second and third guys, <laughs> the best guys on the board. Uh, yeah, that's probably too many guys.
0: Probably is. Yeah, I'd which is still,
1: tough. I'd still keep giving Tim Patrick reps instead of having a guy like Denzel Mims, who in some ways reminds me of Tim Patrick. Ah, uh, yes. Take up his yes. reps. Yes. So,
0: I guess here's here's the thinking right now. If if that is your group, the group that we talked about. How does your rotation work? Do you do you think that Tim Patrick is still your number 3 ahead of one of the two young guys who isn't ready day 1 to step in? Just because you never know who will be ready. Yeah. Or do you think he's fallen to 4? Or do you think he's still the number 2?
1: I think he's in that 2 3 conversation. I think so too. With I think Devonte Smith and it's kind of like, eh, and I you like move one you of, both of these around. guys right. will be good enough. Right. Right. Mims gives Ups. you another
0: option, but who knows? Juwan Winfrey yeah, can come no, along. just it, doesn't seem worth
1: it. It's probably too soon. Fred right. Brown. Um, I'd love to go interior offensive line. Hard to see everyone available right now with how we're... Uh, I mean, because there aren't many at the top. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Yassir Durant from Missouri. Uh, Notre Dame's Tommy Kramer. Uh, Louisiana's Robert Hunt. A couple guys from Michigan.
1: Oh, Carlos Ruiz, the Michigan center. Oh. That'd be a steal uh caesar ruiz caesar there we go i would have i would have taken him a couple rounds earlier well there we go talented um and you know maybe not the raw tools but just a ultra solid road grading type you could play him at center i think he'd profile well at right guard as well
0: huh okay I, i like that pick um and now just to recap uh Derek Brown, defensive lineman, Devontae Smith, receiver, Brandon Ayuk, receiver, Trey Adams, tackle, Troy Dye, linebacker, Anthony McFarland, running back, Julian Blackman, safety, Cesar Ruiz, uh, interior offensive line, center guard. So when I look at this, I think you could still probably add a tackle. You could probably add a cornerback.
1: Um, Those are where you'd feel best. Yep, yep, Um, totally. Again... A little Trey Adams insurance, Bulls insurance. Yep, Juan James insurance. Yeah, uh, no. yeah. We'll we'll see what
0: free agency actually looks like and know what you have uh, available by this point anyway. Yeah,
1: because frankly, there aren't too many options. Uh, R- Landers, the Ohio State defensive lineman, would intrigue me to add some depth. Mm-hmm. They might be losing a lot of guys there. Michael Pittman's still available. This yep. is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, just take Pittman. I mean, he's easily I, the best available. Okay. I think he'll go in the top 100. He's I just think so, so too.
0: He he was too good to not. So um, that's
1: our draft. I mean, you ignore wide receiver and free agency. You try to hit O-line and cornerback in free agency. I think that's a sound plan.
0: I think so. And boom. Yeah. And and looking at this now, before we move on to the things that we want to talk about that aren't this mock draft, yeah. Um. What does this mean to you about free agency? You mentioned probably don't pick up a receiver. You get the receiver through the draft instead just because of the value. Yep. Um, offensive tackle falls all right, but I think you could afford to pick up another and then pick up Trey Adams in the mid-rounds. Oh, you yeah, I think know. you should. I think that that's probably the move. You have to. um if Derrick Brown falls, all of a sudden, your defensive line feels pretty good. You don't know exactly who's going to be left. Right, right, but with you Harris know.
1: Gotsis and a Wolf Hall in contract years.
0: Yeah. But, you know, you like and Draymond Jones. Exactly. Demarcus Walker, too. I mean, yeah, he hasn't right, been great, but right. as a rotational piece, for sure. Absolutely. Um, So, I mean, knowing that Derrick Brown is probably on the field pretty much every snap, that means in the nickel, like you were saying, if they only go 2D linemen, Draymond Jones could be that guy. Perfect. Or you bring back Derek Wolfe, Shelby Harris, and you know you're good. Right. When one you go of those th-
1: th- or even just one of those two. Yeah.
0: Or you go to the three four with three linemen. You have Brown or Purcell. Or Purcell. And then Shelby Harris or Derek Wolf, if you bring one back, mm-hmm. Draymond Jones right. could fit in or, or Demarcus. Walker. Yeah, yep. and so and so you could make it work. Yeah, I do think that it would make sense feel to probably
1: like one more guy added to the rotation, could especially
0: be nice. because you don't know that you're getting Derek Brown, but
1: cheap. You know, like they added Purcell, like they added Shelby Harris. You don't need yeah. to spend premium cap dollars or a premium pick to fix that hole
0: and the way we were talking about Derek brown kind of changing the face of this defense opening up these pass rushers yeah that's great but that's also kind of a luxury there's a reason that isn't team's formula because it's really hard to keep two superstars at outside linebacker mm-hmm. and a superstar at defensive lineman yeah that's, no, that's just true. usually not yep. a great use of your resources but the way this fell it was an option, and so you have to take that option.
1: Well, I think the nice thing about spending like that on Derrick Brown now is you assume in five years Vaughn won't be around. If he is around, that contract's yep. v- reduced, and if things go the way you hoped, you can kind of spend those cap dollars towards Chubb and Brown. Yep. I so, think I think that that makes sense. And I do feel like the defensive line, they've made the best of some injuries, And kind of a a beat up, you know, group of like try hard guys, but maybe not the most phenomenal, naturally talented. You add a phenomenal, natural talent that changes everything, that raises all boats. It's the same thing that the Avs
0: are kind of dealing with with Taylor Hall. They bring him in, all of a sudden, your third line guys who are like good third line guys, one of them gets bumped down to the fourth line, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, your third-line guys are a little bit better. Your fourth-line guys are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. There's that waterfall effect. And when Derek Brown is opening things up for everybody else, it just it just oh, makes things so much better. Yeah, it's really true. Um, Want to just recap the receivers at this point. How do you feel about how we did drafting three receivers?
1: Uh, we probably overdid it, but it's I th- fine.
0: Th- yep. And I, and I think that the thought of taking two receivers in those first three picks makes sense because we're all bought in on Drew Locke, give him as many weapons as possible, but... It Maybe is a bit much, yeah, um, especially because, you know, there was a guy like Michael Pittman available in this world. Yeah. In the seventh oh, round. Crazy.
1: And Mims in the sixth. Exactly. That's so stupid. if Michael
0: Pittman isn't there, there still is going to be some great option there. Oh, yeah. And maybe that I is Uke a better play. feels
1: like the real luxury pick, frankly. Yeah, I agree. You know. I agree. But that's but, okay. And I mean, again, We saw value. We imagine, the imagine what that could
0: look like on the field.
1: Right. Like, in retrospect, knowing how things fell, if we took a tackle there at the Ayuk spot and still took Trey Adams, or we took one of the guards at the Ayuk spot and still took Trey Adams... Then you feel like, oh, man, we doubled up on wide receiver with both size and speed. We doubled up on the O-line. Like, we're doing some stuff. Yep.
0: And, I mean, really, this group, there's a path to that being the best group of receivers in the NFL in a few years. Cortland Sutton, Devontae Smith, Brandon Ayuk, and Michael Pittman. Absolutely. And then maybe, you know, Deontay Spencer is your fifth guy. Yep. Little speed guy. Yeah, not know? Bad. I mean, that that turns into a major strength, maybe not immediately, but down the road. Um, addressed linebacker, that's it. again perfect. Perfect a great fit. Yep,
1: I think so. And maybe not your you biggest know, like, need, but Isaiah Simmons went like sixth overall in this draft. Yeah. Love Isaiah Simmons. But would I rather Isaiah Simmons in the top ten or Troy Die in the third? Probably Troy Dye. I think so. I think that that's a great value right there. Anthony right. McFarland. Kind of doubling
0: up on Phil Lindsay in a way.
1: Yeah, um, I mean you're doubling up on speed in that offense. You're qu- we quadrupled up on speed in this offense, and it's and exactly it. what you need. That's what the NFL is: open up space for Drew Locke, make it so that a five-yard completion can turn into a sixty-yard gain. That,
0: uh, maybe not that. Starting exactly to happen, happen but though. it's yes, happening it now, and it's a weird yes. thing that just feels like football uh it's nice um address the secondary julian blackman maybe you could get another cornerback i don't know get one in uh free agency and you're probably fine there feels weird as a broncos fan not having great cornerbacks after the way this decade is kind of played out mm-hmm. where you know it started with champ bailey and kind of the emergence of chris harris jr and you have drc in there you have all these guys where that's been that strength they shift to a keep to and chris harris with Bradley Roby in there, too. Right. But that's just not necessary in this defense. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's wrap this up because we uh, are about to hit an hour, which is... Booyah. Too long. That's um, standard. Okay. Uh, I want to tell you now for... Oh, wait. No. Actually, I want to tell you about Strava Craft Coffee.
1: Um, mm. Strava. So good. CBD infused, yeah. Non-psychoactive, but gives you all the benefits of... Uh, THC without the high, so you can still be equipped in your day. What are those benefits? Well, I mean you have the list, but essentially <laughs> essentially it keeps you uh, keeps you calm but focused yep. in, right?
0: Yep. But then it can also help with back pain and migraines. Mm, right. And right. Uh, I had a anxiety, on the pain. Control, oh I yeah, no, that's about. that whole other factor. It's not just and coffee. On the coffee side,
1: it's like coffee, you know, gives you the focus, ups your energy, doesn't give you those jitters because of that CBD. So we uh, we enjoy that stuff. They've been a, a partner for a long time with they us. Have. They do great stuff. We've always enjoyed their coffee here at the office. And uh, we advise that you check them out. And
0: here's a great deal for you. If you want to take 20% off your coffee order from StravaCraft, you can use the code DNVR20 and they'll ship it straight to your door. It's a steal. Got to check them out. Perfect. Um, it's a great entry into cbd just drink it in your morning coffee see if that makes you feel better okay um now to get onto the college football world um there are a few topics we want to talk about uh should we just start by running through The Power Five championships? Just the big takeaway since we are running. I say let's
1: start with the questions. Those will probably lead into some previews. We've got five questions and then we'll get some notes out. I do. I have a mea culpa, which is Latin for. My bad. My bad. (laughs) killed it. Uh, So booyah. Broncos Nugs. Why isn't anyone worried that Tua will turn into RG3? I love the guy, but he said it himself on ESPN. He's had a ton of injuries at Alabama. Why would you give up a first-round pick now on a guy that will get injured at least once every two years? Luck had injury history. Eh, I'm not sure. And he was never able to overcome it. I just don't see why people aren't staying away completely. Now, the medicals are very important with Tua. Yes, for sure. He's That was always a concern coming into the year even was that, man, he keeps dealing with lower body stuff. Now he's much different from RG3, who relied on his legs a lot more. So I think that's where the difference is. But look, injury history is going to be the knock. The fact that, you know, he was always dealing with hammies and lower body injuries before this super serious injury. And he's a bit of a gunslinger. Like he can't get out of his own way and can be too aggressive. We've seen that against the top defenses he's played. Though for the most part, he's been unbelievable. So, unbelievable
0: and that can't really be emphasized enough like he has been an incredible oh, college quarterback I, I
1: truly think we've seldom seen two quarterbacks like burrow and tua come out in the same year and be their scouting reports be as immaculate as those two have right now
0: and and if it weren't for the injuries it'd be tough to find a knock like maybe a little bit over aggressive mm-hmm. but also he's playing in the best offense and just right. has confidence in himself because he's that good
1: right and so the counter to that yeah he could be rg3 or one of the many quarterbacks who've had their careers cut short by injury, he could be Drew Brees. He could came be, came back Seriously. from a serious injury and has basically been fine and will go down as the quarterback with the most passing yards in NFL history. Yep. He there could is be what Peyton was <sighs> in his early 30s. Yeah. We know about that as Broncos fans. So, you know, it, injuries are a tricky thing. I brought up Demarius Thomas on our last pod where it just felt like he was injured coming in, Couldn't test out the combine and stuff. Kept having some little nagging injuries, little nagging injuries for what felt like his first three years. And then, boom, he was super durable, had a very nice, an unbelievable, a historic six-year stretch. you will take that any time. You will. So you you got to, there's risk-reward to everything in the draft. Yeah. And And injuries are the same thing. And if he ends up, I mean, if every
0: quarterback has risks, there's bust potential in every quarterback. Yes. And his just happens to be injuries. Exactly. You know, it yep. it could also be that he doesn't have the accuracy and maybe he figures that that out, or maybe he doesn't. Um yeah. I, I think he's just an average first round corporate, somewhere in the middle of the first round at this point. Depends on the medicals, depends on the medicals. Depends on the medicals, right. Right.
1: You um, wanna take the next one or I will. I from
0: Craig L. Colby Wadman has been a little underwhelming this year. What's your stance on the punter position in the draft? Is there anyone worth drafting, or do we go undrafted slash free agent? What happens with Chris Harris dramatically affects our corner cornerback needs. Yep. Can you give a quick overview of how this year's cornerback class looks? And guys, you like at the top, middle, or bottom, please. I think we talked. Quite, let's go with cornerbacks first. We talked a lot about our thoughts there. Mm-hmm. You address it in free agency. If it's Chris Harris, it's Chris Harris. If it isn't, then you got to get somebody else. Right, probably a and little bit cheaper option.
1: Because of the system the Broncos play under Fanjo, I feel like you can get away with not spending premium resources on a corner, and waiting till guys like Sean Wade of um, Ohio State, who has that versatility to play in the stop to play outside, you could have him in the late first. You could go after Bryce Hall, who's dealt with injuries, and I think would probably drop to the third round, the Virginia cornerback. Versatile, similar to Wade, similar to guys the Broncos already have, like Kareem Jackson, Chris Harris, um, Bryce Callahan. Jeff Gladney of TCU, very physical, sometimes to an excess, but fits the scheme. You'd like him outside. Uh, Paulson Adebo, we don't like how he played this year, but he's got that physicality. He's going to try hard. He's going to fit well in this system. Then down the line, you know, Darman Arnett, Ohio State, outside corner, not necessarily that fit system-wise, but you like him as an outside corner. He's improved a lot. He could be that guy who takes over for Chris. He's always playing on the outside. And you trust him because he's got skills and he's improved every year. Those are kind of the main guys I would target, none of which you'd have to spend a premium pick on. And if you guys
0: are studying for yourself – uh, one note that I'd really be looking for is guys who are mid-round guys who the question mark is, where does he fit in an NFL secondary? And I mentioned this a couple shows ago, but if if, if it's a safety who's been very good but has fallen to the mid-rounds because they aren't sure if he's a safety or cornerback... Like, that kind of guy fits so well in this scheme because they are playing so much zone coverage. The cornerbacks yep. are kind of playing like safeties. Safeties and points are kind of playing like cornerbacks. And so if looking for that blend, when you look at, you know, safeties who might mm-hmm. not fit perfectly, cornerbacks, if that's the knock, that means that they're a little bit more valuable to the Broncos than everybody else.
1: Yep. As far as punters go, well, we just did a mock draft. In the seventh round, we had guys like Michael Pittman, who we love and feel pretty strongly that he's got the skills to become an NFL starter. Fair to say, Hank?
0: Yeah, oh, for sure.
1: Every draft, I have guys who I've ranked in my top 100. Top 100, I've, I say that's ad nauseum, but I remind you, means that in their first three years, I'm projecting will become an NFL starter. Guys in that range are always still around by the seventh round. For with, sure, With that for sure. taken in mind, guys like Phil Lindsay, for example. This is why NFL teams, a lot of times when they're stacking their board, they only have like 150 ranked. Because just like me, they know that guys within that 150 will still be available. Because we all see the draft differently. And no matter what, guys that you had ranked as potential future starters in that top 100 to top 150 will still be around with the very last pick of the draft. So with that kind of value that can be had, why would you use the pick on a punter, a guy who impacts the football game four, or five times a game? Yes, yeah. I will counter with this. Makes no sense.
0: Mel Tucker says the punter is the most important position in football, well, and that might be more true in college football right. than pro football, just because <laughs> in college football, the difference between a good punter and a bad punter is so much could wider. Could be significant. Yep. I mean, you could have a guy. I mean. How many times this season, just covering the bust, I see one punter shank a punt for under twenty yards? Right, like that just happens. But as soon as you get to the top end guys, the guys who are you know the top thirty-two in the world, the guys who have NFL punting jobs, the difference is at most seven yards per punt, Mm -hmm. which which matters. And when you're playing very defensive football, flipping the field position is so important. But at the same time, like you said, four, or five times the NFL, a game, man. the difference we, isn't that big. Colby Wadman, at the very least, needs some competition. I he's would had get some rid of, of those. No,
1: shanks. I would give Wadman his. I, I don't think Wadman deserves to be on the team. So he makes a good point. I'm just saying I wouldn't draft one. Now that said, uh, I don't, I don't have the expertise to analyze punters and kickers. That's just yeah, it's too specialized. Even coaches don't. You know, like, there's a very specific, like, niche of, like, is. kicker and punter. Coaches. My roommate
0: was a D1 kicker. Oh, he punted, too. There yeah. you go. He'd have some Maybe great he expertise. Has, he loves breaking down the
1: kickers. Oh, I've, we need to get him to do some guest posts. Probably um, should. Braden Mann of Texas AM. So I'm going off of Mel Kuiper's rankings. He ranks the kickers and punters together. His top four guys are punters. So that speaks highly of the punter class and not so highly of the kicker class. Braden Mann of Texas A&M, Alex Pechen of Bucknell, Joseph Charlton are his top guys. South Carolina, Joseph Charlton. That's the best insights we can give you right now on punters.
0: And I think that the Broncos would be a, a good destination for a punter. Uh, first Who of doesn't all, want to kick out of altitude. Exactly. So you get that just to start it off. Plus, uh, honestly, at best, Colby Wadman is getting competition. There's a good chance he just gets cut and replaced. Yeah. Um, the That's what I would expect. the The odds of winning a job here are pretty good, and plus you have the altitude. So there yep. you go. What nice. What more could you ask for? I think that. I mean, you should never have a bad punter in Denver.
1: Right. Yep. Agreed. Um, Might be
0: a place where you check the free agent options too. I mean, they're
1: checking on guys today. Are they? Yeah. Makes sense. They're trying to. I mean, this is something all NFL teams do during the week. You know? Riley Dixon just picked up an extension. <laughs> Crazy. Yep. That's the guy they drafted and then cut. Like, what a waste. Yeah. If you're going to draft a guy, you better be there for, like, a long time. Yep. They blew it. Poo- Anyways. Oh, okay,
0: we don't need to dig into Thank
1: you, Craig. You're a legend. Always love your questions. Broncos419 ask. what website do you guys do your mock drafts on? That is thedraftnetwork.com. It's a Their lot draft of fun. simulator is great. I average at least five a day. That's cool. amazing.
0: Eventually, I scroll through Twitter too much. And there's
1: just like nothing you know, left. You could. And I'm just like mock draft. They mock have draft, a big board creator on there too. I should probably do that. Or you could just watch some tape on prospects.
0: Oh, I do that too. But okay, first, <laughs> like I go through the draft and I'm like, ooh, Anthony McFarland. I should probably go back and run through some of this before there I make go. this very important decision about whether to take him or Eno you know, Benjamin.
1: Speaking of ooh. Ooh, Benny Ooh. Lava. Ooh, love him. He says, hey, fam, how y'all doing? Dude, we're doing great. Thanks,
0: Benny. I'm having a blast. I had half this beer, so I'm feeling, oh, not even half. We're, so I put a timer good. on so that we'll <laughs>
1: finish this podcast at a decent time. So just beware. We, we're doing our best. That's how much fun we're having. Yep. Just thought I'd share my latest mock draft with y'all. I've been having a lot of fun with these lately, too. Round one, he took CeeDee Lamb. Round two, he took Austin Jackson. Like, already you're a legend. Yep. Rounds three, he takes Nasha Harris, one of our favorites. <laughs> Leckie Fotu, <laughs> amazing. Lloyd Cushenberry III, the LSU center. Like, oh, my goodness. Stop. Uh, Love it. Right. Like, you you had me at Leckie Foto. Just give away the rest yeah. of the picks. Yeah. Round four, Bradley Anai and Julian Blackman. Love both those guys. Don't think we need Anai, a defensive end. No, but, but I mean, he might be a guy who profiles better with an extra 15 pounds, and you move him inside worth considering just throwing that out there he's so productive so like all of these guys but and i are some of our favorite prospects you're clearly a a loyal listener um so yeah we love this benny you've done an amazing job already it's an a plus mock draft definitely i I probably like this better than what we did
0: what about number one uh cd lamb or henry ruggs who do you like better
1: Man, it's it's tough for the Broncos cuz they already have that physically exactly. dominant guy. You might just want I'm the just alternative so speed. I'm so high down. on Lamb. Okay. I'm so high and I think those two guys become so tough to defend outside. Yep. And and you, you know it'd be like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And I think when they were at exactly. the peak of their powers.
0: And I think that I made this point last week trying to defend the Chiefs with all these speedy guys. They have 3-4 super fast receivers that that means that your third fastest cornerback is on their third fastest receiver and that matchup is just bad. It works the other way, too, when you're going for size. When your biggest, bulkiest, longest cornerback is facing off against Cortland Sutton, that means your second biggest is going up against uh, a guy like CeeDee Lamb, which is just a, a mismatch. Or Against pretty much every team, it should be a mismatch. Yep. Here's the question, though. Do you like that better than having somebody who's a little bit of a game changer, especially knowing that
1: I mean I think C D Lamb's plenty of a game changer. It's just it's just the deep ball instead does, of the speed. Right, does like he create enough n- right. It's not as much of a vertical. But I think you could find that truer speed option to stretch the feed uh in the slot, you know. KJ Hamler. I mean, we just did it with Ayuk. Oh, I love it. Oh yeah, IUK is great too. Right? Okay, mean, so there are options. We um, forget that Tim Patrick ran in the low four fours and was burning guys like Adoree Jackson in it's in true. college. So it's true. Um and Deontay Spencer. You know, like if you're just looking for speed, you can find speed. You don't need to pay absurd amounts in free agency or high picks. When
0: like, you're looking at fun. Drew Locke as a guy who we now know can just stretch the field with his arm.
1: Yeah. Do you want more big receivers or more fast receivers to use that? You want some speed because you want that threat of him going deep. That already impacts defenses. We saw it against the Texans where like Oh yeah. 3 deep balls in they were like oh boy we better respect the deep ball it's just more a all of a sudden it's opening up space underneath and it was like you're done guys you mm-hmm. you're done mm-hmm. we have cooked you we won the chess game Good. like f- start scouting next week like this is done you ain't yeah. beating Drew Locke today isn't that nice oh it was amazing um so but when you pair that with speed at wide receiver that's double trouble that's when you become the Chiefs when you have Mahomes's arm and you have Hardman and you have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's it's a it's a fun equation. There's no right answer. I would tend to say speed more than size is what you should value more with a guy like this. It is often.
0: weird how you, you value balance because that's so important, but mm-hmm. then also if you can just stack your hand
1: all the way one way, yep. it creates mismatches that way too. Absolutely. Back to Benny's question. He says, I ended it there. I didn't really recognize many names after that. LOL. I have to Mayor. say I was tempted to take Derek Brown instead of Lamb. You'll enjoy the first 50 uh, minutes yes, of you this will. pod. A concern that I have for next year that I don't think has been talked about a lot is run defense. Other than, the choi- other than that, the choice seemed fairly obvious. I was pleased with the draft. Also, I really want Najee Harris. Much love. Yeah, I mean, I keep saying... I think Najee Harris, more than maybe any other player, when our listeners send mocks to us, he's almost unanimously like in their mocks.
0: I think he's I, I think he's another guy who's going to rise through this process. He's gonna higher. You? Yes,
1: he just is. Like, he's too naturally talented not to. And that's what's but. so fun about doing these mock drafts
0: every few weeks is that we get to see how the board changes right. and see who's rising, you know, Visca rising just a little bit. No, maybe, I don't know. I We yeah, I know. know that oh, we can you. justify him at the Broncos pick, but all of a sudden we're getting more outside recognition. You know, yesterday, Mel Kiper said that uh, in one of their round tables, he was asked who is your love of the draft? Like who's the guy that you just have to have? He said LaVisca Chenault. Can't uh, can't blame him. That hype is going to keep building, and yeah. so as this shifts, all of a sudden we might be saying C. D. Lamb or Lavisca Chenault, right? And probably still so Lamb because
1: of the safety. But yeah, it's a lot of fun to do these. Even our listeners are recognizing in the third, Najee Harris is too good of value. We
0: we've seen him play and football. We know that he's a better football player
1: than third round, with late third round. All respect to our listeners and to ourselves, who are educating these fine people. Yes. The, me. <laughs> these NFL coaches who are making millions and, I hate to say it, are smarter football minds than us. True. They're going to recognize that Najee They Harris wrote the books I is read. too good a value. Yeah, there yep. you go.
0: They will notice.
1: Benny ends it with much love. Much love to you, my brother. Uh, run Thank defense? Thank you so much. Run defense? Yes. Yes, a bit of a concern, but you love what those linebackers have done. How would a guy like Derek Brown change that? Uh, oh, immensely. Because he's a walking gap stuffer. He's a walking guy who commands two defensive linemen. So that doesn't just opens room for Chubb and Vaughn as pass rushers. It opens up room for Todd Davis and Alexander Johnson as run
0: defenders. Yep. You, all of a sudden you can't yeah. run in the A gaps. Yeah. Those are just clogged up. Yep. He's going to get a hold of you. And so that exactly. tips off the linebackers a little bit. that They don't have to worry about that. They can start just a little bit outside. They know where yep. those holes are. It's going exactly. to be B gaps, C gap, outside. like. It but just it is a little lie, bit easier.
1: you know, losing Wolf and Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell, I assume, is just on a one year contract. If you lost all of those guys, yeah, I would be a little more concerned about run defense, but run defense is something like Purcell has taught us you don't need oh, there's our alarm, but we're still out oh, it. we're still going <laughs> like run defense is something you don't need to pay a premium price for, yeah. It's something you can find cheaper guys to do. Yep. That's not to say run defense is not important. It just means you don't have to pay top dollar or high picks to address that need. Because you don't have to be fast. Right. Speed is what can be right. expensive mm-hmm. defensively. Exactly. Yeah, and the passing game is what costs in the NFL. Yep. Wide receivers are expensive. Great pass protectors are expensive on offense, on defense, pass rushers. Cover guys are expensive. Yeah. Yep. Finally, Wyo Bronco asks, Hey guys, I think we're going to miss out on the top two or three left tackles. We have found that today. Yep. Anybody else worth taking the first round without reaching? Leatherwood scares me. I, I said it all along when he was being ranked as the third best tackle. He looks like a guard to me slowly, but surely the other draft boards have agreed. I like Lamb or Ruggs in the first. Maybe trade down a few spots, grab a tackle or corner, then trade back and grab a receiver. Any other quality corners after Okuda to watch? We just listed a bunch in the last question. There's never just one quality player in any draft. Um, Never think that. Listen in with us. We'll always have you covered on multiple options at all positions. Any other holes to target first round? D-line? Also, would like a coverage backer. We're with you. That's why we took Troy Dye. Uh, we would also consider Isaiah Simmons if he dropped. Yep. But cover backer is a little harder to find because, again, that's a that's a premium asset. Yep. Okay, here's a question
0: for you. Yeah. Uh, kind of covering some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you like better? Would you rather have the Broncos trade down from 11, mm-hmm. pick up maybe the 18th pick, uh-huh. and pick up another second rounder? Uh-huh. And then you could go... You know, maybe two like receivers and a tackle up in Austin those top three. Austin Jackson
1: and double up at wide receiver in the second round.
0: Exactly, and so maybe Henry Ruggs falls. Maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a. Uh, Lavisca Chenault is still in play with that later first round pick, and then you could pick those guys up. Or do you like trading up into the second round using some of those third, fourth round picks? That big cluster of five. Uh, to get back into the second round. Which do you like better?
1: I like better moving up from early round two to late round one using those extra thirds. But it all depends on who is available. The winning combination for me would be to move down from 11, say like 15, okay, and move up from the third round to like 20. And I would love a first round where I can get both LaVisca Chanel, and Austin Jackson. Mm. That would be the ideal way to play my cards. Okay, and
0: so to make that happen, maybe it's Tua falling into that 11 range. Somebody wants to move up a few spots Mm -hmm. to get that. And So that's one way that could play out. Maybe somebody falls in love with Justin Herbert as well. Uh,
1: Again, quarterbacks are what usually create movement in the first round. Um, Wyo Bronco also says, someone to watch is Logan Wilson of Wyoming. He's been outstanding and had an incredible career. I noticed him instantly when I was watching Justin Herbert and Josh Allen at that live game I referenced from time to time. Buck is finalist, and will be at the Senior Bowl. Yes, I'm very excited. Could be a sleeper. Not could be, is a sleeper, and we're very excited because we appreciate all local products, not just from the state of Colorado.
0: Not just you.
1: I would mm-hmm. really like to see the Broncos gets Edwards Hallery, oh. the LSU running back. He's yeah. great. Thoughts? Thank you, guys. Yeah, he's great. In that range where we are talking about Harris, Benjamin, uh, McFarland, that's there where I'd options. start to consider him. There are options. It's an underrated, really good running back class.
0: I'm excited. I think the Broncos are going to make a lot of picks that are a lot of fun.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, they sure have the ammo, and that's just a great thing. Um, do you Championship games. We've talked we through to Utah, Oregon some, the Blackman injury, Troy die. Yep. Herbert, fine. Uh, Lakey Foto was disappointing. I do have to say, I'm sorry I said coming into this game that Huntley was a better college quarterback than Herbert. It's not true. No, uh, no. Nope. Uh, Herbert proved he's actually a better runner. Um, it was kind of crazy watching arm,
0: Huntley. So. I'm not sure what happened to Tyler Huntley, I'm but but he couldn't put the ball on target ever. Like I mean, there were a couple decent yeah. throws down the sideline but anything in the middle of the field he really struggled with. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was weird.
1: It was weird to watch as somebody who's watched a lot of Pac-12 football. Yes, absolutely. Um Oklahoma Baylor Hurts kind of is what he is. He's not going to be the high end prospect we He isn't Lamar Jackson. I think be. that's he's the point that we need to Lamar. keep hammering home
0: is that just because they come from the same type of college system and they do that kind of stuff I mean, like he's fast, he he can throw football but Lamar he can't fast. he isn't as fast. He can't throw the football as no, well. He's and that's much be more the Dak Prescott
1: if we're going to make that oh. up. Not a bad one, yeah. huh? Yeah. I, I mean, think and he might be a little faster. It's no shame to not be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I've said this he's time gonna and win time the again. Lamar Jackson's the fastest dude I've ever evaluated. That's including yeah. the stud running backs like Ezekiel Elliott and Christian McCaffrey and the list goes on and on that I've evaluated. I think the crazy record. thing for me is that it's
0: like everybody's saying like, oh, those people who said Lamar should play receiver or just out of their minds. Like, look how dumb they look now. And like, yeah, quarterback's more receiver. But it's not like he wouldn't be an incredible receiver. Oh, he's crazy fast. He would be a monster he'd receiver. Be unbelievable. And he's not like as, six
1: he's like six three.
0: Yeah. He'd be perfect. He'd be incredible. Yeah. That speed, that's I mean, obviously should definitely be a quarterback. Right, way right. more value there. Right. But also he's now that it isn't that a talented. awful thing to say right. to the kid right. that he can't throw a football, it is fun to look back at what receiver lamar jackson would be absolutely
1: lsu you, georgia what joe burrow did to that georgia defense is absolutely stunning incredible it's too bad he can't move up in the draft anymore no no he's yeah i, I saw someone on twitter say boy these uh first round bengals mock drafts are getting really boring yeah 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 i believe <laughs> yeah. it Uh, He's the rare quarterback prospect that hasn't had a single bad game this season. His poise in the pocket, avoiding pressure, getting on the move, and then slinging it. Justin Jefferson, their best wide receiver, looked amazing in that game as well. Um, Very disappointing game for Georgia and all the defensive prospects that we kind of highlighted going into that week. We did. Very um, disappointing for Jake Fromm who I think has to stay in school. Let's stop talking about him as a quarterback, NFL prospect right now because he's just not there right now. Clemson, Um, Virginia. Let's just make one more
0: note on Joe Burrow. We talked about how incredible he is, but I don't think we've just gone through his stat line in a while. He's completed 78% of his passes. He's probably going to pass uh, 5,000 passing yards in the first game of the college football playoff. He has 48 touchdowns, and he has six interceptions. Unreal. It's just been incredible.
1: Unreal. Every week. Unreal. Um, cannot say enough. Clemson handles business, covers, as we'd predicted, against UVA. They were just outmatched from the get go. Um, Ohio State, Wisconsin. We'll talk more, Clemson. Yeah, Wisconsin. Man, that running back is no joke,
0: huh? No, Jonathan. T- oh, oh, I oh. spoiled it. I wanted to know if
1: you. For those of you guys who
0: are new Draft Pod listeners. <laughs> Andre, for the first three times we did this, could not tell the d- – it was more than three, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, It would have continued into this episode. Jonathan Taylor, or uh, Jordan Taylor, yeah, former Broncos receiver, Sunshine famously worked with Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning had to sit out the Super Bowl season because he uh, was garbage or also had, like, the foot problem. Okay, there you go. Okay, then quick recap. Now next week when he doesn't know the name, you'll be yeah. in on the bit.
1: But anyways, he's firmly put his name into first-round contention. Yeah. With the DeAndre oh, Swifts yeah. and Travis Etienne. I mean
0: I was saying league. all season that I think he might be the best running back.
1: I mean I I think that you do is that the against guy Ohio State you've opened up. <sighs> you've opened up. <sighs> That's different. Not to mention he ran all over um all over Michigan as well. Like the best run defenses he's faced, he's just yep. obliterated. Yep. Justin Fields despite being injured still shows that he's a dude um being a guy Yep, Zach oh, wait. Bond. No, guy being a dude. Yeah, yeah that's right. goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shouts. Shouts, uh, he is you. <laughs> I know what's going on um, in Zach Bond, the edge rusher for Wisconsin, another senior bowl guy. He's had an unbelievable season because we do this for Broncos fans. We haven't talked about edge rushers much. He had a great game, though, there. So, shouts to him. All right. That's probably going to do it for today. Yeah. Uh, we went way long is that
0: correct right uh, an
1: hour and a half yeah
0: ah uh, yeah we we're gonna try to get this done by an hour and i laughed when he said that um <laughs> okay uh we also uh will be talking about the bowl games as they come up there's yes. a lot to talk about do the college football we're waiting playoff on that for next week there's yeah. more football still going on oh it's and amazing. uh this was kind of like a nice break recap the few games that happened over the weekend get through the mock draft i hope you guys enjoyed it too it was yep. a blast. Um. Keep sending us your mock drafts. That's always a lot
1: of fun. Oh yeah, um, that's great.
0: If you have any prospects you guys really like, you think we're missing, definitely hit us up. Please. We love to learn. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, we gotta crowdsource it. We are only two human beings with other jobs. How many and other college football players are there? Well, it's like 123 times what, like 80?
0: Well, it's 130, and that's not counting the FCS. So thanks, Dre um right and <laughs> so many are drafted uh, it's it's a couple thousand every it's, year that are, are entering so the so yeah. so many including katie so we, nixon we who we didn't have a chance your, to talk about we can
1: use your help because the da- dante olsons and austin ecklers of the world are always out there um yes it's just a matter of finding them yep. and you can help us do that so yeah we're putting the onus on you Don't let us down.
0: Keep using the comment section. Uh, I'm going to take you guys throwing in more comments as you guys enjoying what you're doing or what we're doing. So we appreciate that. Keep the comments coming. We love hearing from you guys, hearing your questions. Um, We didn't spend much time on today because we went way long. But next week, plenty of time. Plenty of time. All right. That's going to do it for today. Uh, Become a member of DMVR if you haven't yet. And we will see you next week.